My name is Erin Bross, and this is The Dirt, Confessions of a Tree Planter. Art for this podcast comes from another tree planter, Bethany Davis, as part of her illustration series, Follow the Trees. This is a podcast about tree planting as a reforestation practice in the silviculture industry. Tree planters are a collective of people who spend much of their lives replenishing a logged area with new forest. However, tree planting is so much more than the physical act of planting thousands of seedlings in the ground day after day as a job. It is about the connections, experiences, bonds, and memories that last a lifetime. The dirt is a place to shed light on the culture that is mostly contained within those who have stuck a shovel in the ground. It is meant to dive deep into all things tree planting as a place for those to reminisce, relate, or to learn. So wherever you're coming from, as any tree planter would say, may the planting gods be with you. Welcome back, everybody. This is The Dirt, and I have another interview for you guys today. Uh, So I wanted to introduce uh, the artist behind... Uh, the podcast, behind the face of the podcast. So the art that I chose for this podcast, uh, of course, it had to come from a tree planter um, and an artist, and her name is Bethany Davis, as I mentioned in the podcast trailer. Um, So just a little crazy story. Um, After the interview, Bethany and I were talking, and couple of years ago, you know, my mom had mentioned to me, oh, you know, the neighbor's daughter wants to go tree planting and she's not sure about, you know, shoes to wear and all these questions. So, you know, you should talk to her. And, you know, this is a very common thing uh, that whenever, you know, my parents hear about someone who wants to go tree planting, they'll often try and connect them with me. Um, Yeah, just to talk to somebody who's done it and, and get an idea of what to bring. And so I said, yeah, sure, pass her on, blah, blah, blah. And yeah, I was probably fairly busy at the time, I think from what I remember. Um, yeah, it was a while ago now. And so I never ended up talking to this person, but, um, you know, they had talked to my parents and whatnot. And yeah, Bethany got Bethany and I got talking and we were both from North Bay. And then I was telling her where my parents live. And long story short, it was her. Um, and so we almost talked back then. I never clued into this when I bought her art a couple of years ago, which would have probably been around the time that she had done her first season. And yeah, we only just realized this now that our parents, um, aren't neighbors anymore, but they were for a long time. They lived just across the street from us. Uh, yeah. And I had like no idea. So the tree planting world is incredibly small. It gets smaller every day. And yeah, so that's kind of another cool connection that we now have I didn't know about. Um, Yeah, so apparently we were neighbors. Um, But Bethany is 21, currently living in Toronto. uh, And she is studying at OCAD, the Ontario College of Art and Design University. Um, And yeah, she's actually doing uh, a thesis on tree planting right now through her art, uh, through her major in drawing and painting. And... Yeah, so I wanted to bring her on today so you guys could learn a little bit more about the artist behind uh, the podcast art and also to learn more about art within tree planting um, because there are so many creative people in the tree planting world and yeah, there's just a really incredible community 
um, of artists uh, that we've got here. You know, Mike Ross last week even being another one of them um, with all of his music and, and film projects going on. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely wanting to showcase uh, as much different forms of art as I can within tree planting. And so yeah, Bethany here is one of them. Um, you'll notice in the show notes, there's a bunch of links and there's a bunch of uh, source material for where she got some of her facts from that we talk about and that she mentions. And this is also a call out to all tree planters uh, or foremen, supervisors, owners, anyone within silviculture and planting uh, who has old block maps sitting around. Uh, Bethany would love them. Uh, so yeah, she's looking for donations for a creative project that she's doing with block maps. So you can get a hold of her via a link on her website. And so I have linked her website in the show notes below. Um, so go check that out, or you can go check out her Instagram and send her a DM on there as well. And with that, I will get started. So welcome to the show, Bethany. Hi, Erin. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. Um, so first off, let's start with who you are. Why don't you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? So I'm 21 years old. I'm currently living in Toronto, Ontario, going to the Ontario College of Art and Design University. And I'm in my fourth year of drawing and painting, and where my work is mainly focusing around the reforestation industry and my time within tree plantation camps. Um, I have planted for two years. Um, in my previous season, I was working as a quality checker and I, I've really enjoyed working with that. There's something about managing the land and working with maps that I find really fascinating. That's a awesome. little bit about myself. <laughs> cool. Uh, so I ask everybody this question um, because, you know, everyone sort of has their different different story as to how it all happened, but how did you get into tree planting? I remember there was this really gloomy January day in like my third year of university. And I kept thinking like, I want to find a way to get outside more, to make more money, to support my art career. And I had a friend who called me and she was discussing like her season tree planting. I was like, I could do that. Like, I really think I could. And so I submitted an application and I was, thrown right from like the city of Toronto into rural Alberta and started planting. Um, yeah. So are you originally from Toronto then? No, so I'm from North Bay, Ontario. I, I grew up there, um, spent quite a bit of time outside um, in my youth. And so when I moved to Toronto, I found it was really hard to find ways to get outside more. And I think that's what really brought me into wanting to plant trees. And what made you choose Alberta? Was it where your friends were planting or where, you know, you just had like an opportunity come up for a job? Yeah, I think it was mostly word of mouth. And I heard from planters that it was a good starting point for me that BC um, could be a bit intense and Ontario, the pricing wasn't as good. And that I would, as a rookie, would, could learn really well off of in Alberta. Okay, so you said like you said you'd done uh, two seasons of planting and then and then a season of checking. So you've been in the game, I guess, for three years. Actually, only only two. So even during my second season, I transitioned into a quality checker uh, partway through. 
Okay, so how'd that come about? Um, my supervisor, Adam, was looking for a quality checker and I knew that as like a detail-oriented person that it would be a good transition for me. And I personally struggle a bit with tree planting. Um, there's something about the physical labor of it and the push mentally that I, I sometimes struggle with that. And um, I do plant good trees. I, I like to find good quality trees. And it was hard for me to, I think, plant quickly because of that. Yeah, that's totally fair. Uh, so would you say then you enjoy planting or checking more? I love checking. I really do. I, um, I spend most of my day listening to podcasts and moving through the land and, and just checking the trees. It's a, it's a really great process for me. Cool. And are you planning to return this year as a checker? I'm really hoping to. Um, Adam, my supervisor, has offered me the checking position. So my plan as of right now is to return to his camp. Awesome. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so you've obviously been, you know, tree planting for a couple of years now, going into your third season. How do you feel that tree planting has changed or impacted your life since you started? I think it's impacted how I look at everything in my life personally. It's changed how I view communities, um, how I make my money, and also my work ethic. It's the, there's something that really pushes you within tree planting to have more drive within your everyday life like if you can plant trees you have I think the ability to to do a lot of things work ethic wise I also think it's built me up not only as a person but as like a woman like there's I think there's power within living in rural bush camps and having the initiative to do that that brings power into everyday life for me awesome so of course you know there's highs and lows to tree planting so you know, just first one that kind of comes to your mind. Uh, what is your your best or your favorite tree planting memory so far? Mm, one of my best, I think. I think one of my best was when I was really struggling to hit 2K. Um, and when I actually finally was able to push it and hit that amount, um, it was in my first season. And being able to hit those numbers was, I was, behind a lot of rookies in that first season so when I was hitting bigger numbers I felt like I was actually accomplishing something in tree planting and I think within tree planting there's a great community and to feel that support from other planters that I was starting to hit the numbers and and move along as a planter it was a good feeling awesome yeah and just to clarify I mean I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory but 2k of course just means 2,000 trees uh, for anyone who was who's maybe wondering um, and so of course highs lows like I said what is your worst tree planting memory so far <laughs> I remember there was this one day it was snowing like probably only two degrees it was off and on between rain and snow and it had to be like a 10 hour day, just constant. And we weren't able to leave the block until the piece was closed. So it was just like soaking wet. There was rookies in the truck just crying, not able to do it. And the rest of us just having to push through and make sure that all of us could go home. So it's, that did, it's hard weather days. <laughs> that didn't happen to me in 2018, was it? Was it your first season? No, it was actually this season. Okay. Okay, because yeah, I spent like 10 days in Alberta um, and it was actually one of the worst rain snow days I'd ever had in my, that was my ninth season at that point. And yeah, it was miserable. And it was, uh, I think it was like July 5th. 
and <laughs> July 5th and it's snowing. So oh yeah. Rain. Classic, oh. classic Rockies. Um, <laughs> yeah. Cool. So how, well, I mean, you know, it's a bit of a tough question to answer, but do you plan to continue, um, you know, I would say tree planting or for you, maybe even tree checking, uh, into the future for a while. Like, do you have any plans to step away from that or do you want to continue doing it at least for now? Like as long as you can foresee. Ideally, I would like to stay within the tree planting world because it opens up freedom for me to pursue the arts. Um, I've talked to a lot of art students who are dealing with a lot of debt, first of all, and also have a lot of insecurity about leaving art school because there's not a lot of financial security within being in the arts. So if I was able to continue, the money that I make in the summer can supply me with a studio space. It can help me buy art supplies and give me the freedom to actually sit down and work on my art and not have to work a full-time job to support myself. Do you have any plans in the future of maybe going and working in other provinces? Or do you think now, um, you know, you like the company you're with and you kind of want to stay where you are? I think I'm, I'm loving the company I'm with. The people are great um, and the money's good. So I, I plan on staying in Alberta. I think so. Cool. Um, so, of course, as you guys would know, uh, the art that you see on the dirt, um, that image of the planter, you know, about to put a tree in the ground with the mountains in the background. So that that is a piece by Bethany. And the reason that this art came to mind for the podcast when I was when I was developing this podcast is because it was a couple of years ago now. It was probably two years ago that I saw a post from Bethany <laughs> on uh, King Kong, which, of course, that's one of uh, my previous interviews with Lars Zergen or Mike Ross um, on that online Facebook group. And yeah, I saw you had made a post um, sharing some of your art that was planting related. And yeah, I loved it so much that I wanted to, yeah, I basically bought a digital copy from you and, <laughs> and had it printed. And yeah, I gave, I gave one to my mom because oh. as being a forester and a former tree planter herself, I know she would uh, just really appreciate that art. And then I liked it so much that I also printed one on canvas for myself. And I'm actually sitting here in my office looking at it right now so and I also thought it was cool that you know of course it's a small world in the planting community Bethany was from North Bay which is where I went to high school and uh yeah so you know that was how you know of course you were the first person I thought of for for the podcast art so yeah just tell us a bit more about you know your history your journey like as an artist like have you been have you been doing art and drawing since you were little or like, how did that all come about for you? Yeah. Drawing's always just been such an, a natural organic thing for me. I absolutely love working with inks and pencils. And I think as a young kid growing up, it's what I, I just wanted to work with and moving into like my more academic stance within art. It's I've continued with drawing mostly. I haven't, I don't really work with paint too much. I think there's something about the organic process of, of those materials that I really love. And when I entered into tree planting, I've always felt like some sort of connection with the land or um, have had some experiences within it, as I'm sure most of us as tree planters have. But it really inspired me. There was um, just the people alone. And I, I personally believe that there seems to be like an energy that comes off the land. And that drawing series, the one that you've purchased, has to do with like my interaction with the land and what I believe to be a spirit of the land. 
So did you always know that you wanted to be an artist uh, or was that something that sort of developed as you got older and, you know, you realized that you, you could, you know, make a career out of this or you, or you just felt really called to, to do your art and to spend your life uh, creating it? Yeah, I think it's always been something that I've known I have to give it a shot. Um, I can't see myself really doing anything else. And I've really been thinking that a, a lot since I'm contemplating leaving school. It's like, how do, where do I fit and what am I going to do? And I know I have to keep pushing art and it's, it's just what, I need, what I've always wanted to do. Yeah, and I would say, yeah, for myself included, because I even used tree planting to supplement my geology career for many years. Um, and, you know, that's really the beauty of, of this job, this industry, is that it does allow you to be able to do that um, without stressing out too much about, you know, being able to eat and have a roof over your head and stuff like that. Um, now, with your art, I'm curious if you ever do any of your art uh, while you're out there during the season. Like, uh, do you ever do you ever draw when you're out on the block or in camp or anything like that? I definitely spend a lot of time drawing in camp on days off. I love uh, bringing a roll of paper and spreading it out on some tables. And I usually just bring ink and charcoal with me, and I, I just spend some time. It's really nice to reconnect with that when I'm so far away from. Toronto and my art community here. Yeah, so I'm curious, Bethany, if there are any other artists in the camp that you're in, um, you know, if you're collaborating or, or sharing art. Um, yeah, if, if there's any other artists or creatives that you've met even just through tree planting and not, and not just from school or back in the city. Yeah, I've noticed that there are a lot of creative people gravitate towards planting especially my first season, I remember I would sit down with like pencils and markers and people just would like to join in with me. So there'd be just days off where we'd be like just working on these tables and creating work. Um, and I've just noticed that people like bring knitting supplies, they bring other art materials. So I feel like that creative stimulation is still there within bush camps. And you know, you, you've touched on this a little bit already, but um, how has tree planting changed, influenced, or impacted your art? Like, how has it, you know, sort of changed the course of your art? I think before going tree planting, I never really knew what I wanted to make work about, and my concepts changed constantly, which is great. Like, I think as artists, it's nice to be open and changing within concepts. But when I went tree planting, it opened me up to this whole other world that I don't think a lot of people are exposed to. And I just knew that there was something in it that I wanted to make work about. And so when I came back to Toronto, I made the illustration series, Follow the Trees, and it just came out of me. Like it was, I produced it in probably under a few weeks and I just stepped back and I was like, wow, like it's interesting to see how the mind absorbs and then coming back to Toronto, just producing it. Um, and I think as I've moved along since my first year, I've been looking more into research element of tree planting as well. Just studying like how, what are the, what is the process of reforestation? And that, those questions have really impacted my work. Do you find that there's a difference in your art when you're back home in the city versus when you're out tree planting? Yeah, I think there's something more organic about my work when I'm actually in a bush camp. Like it's, there's more of a direct relationship 
in comparison to when I come back and it's all based from memory. So do you, would you say that a lot of your inspiration now really comes from when you're out there? Like, do you find that it's, it's an easier space to create or maybe just simply a different space? Yeah, it's, it's drastically different. And I think, yes, I think it is um, an easier space for me to create and be creative. And I even started to collect things within bush camps. Um, I had people bringing me tree plantation maps that had been used throughout the day. And some of them would be like coated in dirt or wet from the day in the rain. And I just had like 50 to 60 tree plantation maps and showed it to everyone in my camp for collecting those maps with me. And when I came back to Toronto and spent, and then um, a semester within Florence, Italy, I studied with a book binder and I made a book from all those tree plantation maps. Oh, that's really cool. Cause yeah, those usually just get, well, usually they get, you know, stuffed between a seat or, you know, the floor of a truck or, or into the fire or just in the garbage. So um, yeah, that's really neat that you can, you know, use that as a way to create art from it. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. There's something about the color on them and like the notations, like anyone that has tree plantation maps hiding around, please send them to me. <laughs> there you go. You heard it straight from the source. Um, <laughs> so tell us a bit about your thesis work. So my thesis work has to do with um, my interaction with the land um, and this idea of destruction and opening up the land. So I'm viewing these cut blocks as an open wound on the earth's surface and questioning what plants thrive within these environments. I know a lot of planters have had experience with plants such as hogweed and thistle and tall grasses. Like we're constantly moving through these spaces. And the fact is, is that these plants thrive in these environments because of human interaction. And they're quite resilient plants. Hogweed is full of like the pollen itself. If it gets in our eyes, can make us can cause some damage. And um, they almost have like this force, like this fight back. So I'm finding that these plants are both beautiful and resilient and um, just examining them. So my thesis work is focusing on the plant. That's so interesting. Yeah. And I mean, of course, you not be in British Columbia, like as soon as you start talking about plants like that, of course, I think of Devil's Club mostly because yeah. <laughs> we're, we're so lucky here in BC to get to interact with that wonderful plant on a daily basis. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the hogweed especially and, and some of the other stuff, that's, that's really interesting. Um, is there anywhere, you know, and if so, I'm going to link it in the show notes. Is there a place where we'll be able to see the finished product of this thesis work? Because that would be really interesting. Of course, I'll be posting it um, on my Instagram account and also my website. And if anyone's in Toronto, the GradX for OCAD University is happening April 29th to May 3rd. So you can come and see the work in person as well. Very cool. And yeah, I know you, you, know, you mentioned here, yeah, sort of the idea of a cut block as an open wound in the earth. Um, and I know, you know, this is something I covered in the first episode about tree planting is that, you know, we're not just like a bunch of hippies, like saving the world anymore. Like it is an industry um, and we are, you know, planting trees for the purpose of them being eventually cut down again. And, you know, the, so that the wood can be used uh, for, you know, industrial purposes or, you know, 
to be contributing to our economy, basically. So I'm curious uh, what your thoughts are on, you know, just how you feel about being uh, being a planter and maybe even exploring, you know, those feelings like within your art. Yeah, it's definitely, I feel like a very capitalistic, corrupt system in many ways. Like these trees, like you said, are really aren't designed to last. And I become quite frustrated when I hear politicians talking about how many trees are going to be planted within a year because it's not really saving anything. And I've done a little bit of research into the pine beetle and spruce beetle and the reasons why they're thriving in Canada. And the reason for it is reforestation. The trees that we're planting don't grow to be strong, healthy trees. They grow to be weak trees, which are the job of the pine and spruce beetle is to take down these weaker trees. So they're just thriving in these environments of decaying trees. Um, and it, it's all linked together as an ecosystem. Um, once we throw something off balance, everything becomes off balance. And um, I'm not sure, I don't have the answers. Um, and I think it's, it's just interesting to be in this environment, to be working in it and part of the system as well as critiquing it. Yeah, and it, you know, I agree with you. Once you've, and now, yeah, we've been managing our forests for so long and yeah, natural processes such as the pine beetle, you know, when we're not allowing them to occur as they naturally would, uh, as, you know, especially in terms of forest fires as well, because we've got towns and we've got national parks and these other places where we are trying to protect or manage the forest in certain ways, um, then it, it can definitely create larger issues, which I think we've seen with the mountain pine beetle and we've seen with like the fires the last couple of years that have been crazy. Um, you know, even the big fires, you know, obviously the Fort McMurray ones, but then even last year, I know um, that the big fires, uh, you know, in Northern Alberta, um, I don't know if those affected you at all, but uh, yeah, it's, it's definitely, um, it's definitely interesting um, to kind of see it from both sides. And, you know, I'm curious, cause I, I've had, you know, a couple discussions with some people just about, yeah, like what our government's been saying with this new initiative about, planting trees for for climate change and like how do you feel about about that idea like i don't know how or if that will ever get incorporated into our industry but i feel like you know we're the most qualified people to be doing it essentially but yeah to actually be going to areas and planting trees simply for carbon sequestration and you know not not for those trees to be eventually logged in the future how do you feel about that so I think just as much as there should be a question about planting trees, I think that there should be questioning like the removal of a forest as well. I think that the way that we're clear cutting is extremely detrimental to our ecosystem and the way that we're handling the land. And the act of removing a large area of a forest is disrupting the root systems and which impacts the overall health of the trees that we plant. So if we're going in and planting young seedlings into this open land where, as I've discussed with these plants that come in like hogweed, there's not a lot of room for these plants to do well. And trees also aren't meant to grow in direct sunlight. So if we're planting these trees in a clear cut, um, the, these trees grow up to be fairly weak and they grow too fast as well. Um, trees are meant to grow so that they're less susceptible to fungi and um, beetles and other types of bugs. 
So I think when we are planning to plant more trees, we need to be more sustainable in the way that we're removing trees as well. And I think by focusing on that, we can have healthier trees to help with our carbon emissions and overall um, ecosystem and global health. Yeah, so basically not, I mean, you know, mass producing trees kind of the way that we do for the, you know, tree planting industry for for the logging industry for silviculture in general. Because um, yeah, like you saying that even kind of reminds me of, you know, the ways that we have food nowadays that's like, you know, pumped full of hormones and all these other kinds of things to, you know, yeah, make make the food be able to be produced faster, um, especially when it comes to like animal-based products and and I mean yeah because that's the reality is our seedlings are you know laced with a lot of fertilizer sometimes we're even adding more fertilizer and you know they're really they're really created uh in a very specific way that you know they're meant to grow strong and, and fast and and yeah so they can be used as a commodity at like as as quickly as possible and like it you know, in the most cost effective way. So yeah, I feel like there's kind of like parallels there. Um, and I, yeah, I definitely agree with you on that front that maybe there needs to be a bit of a different approach if, if it's going to be towards climate change. Mm -hmm. I agree. Cool. So, you know, just talking about, yeah, how much your art um, has kind of come about in its own new form with tree planting and the thesis work you're doing. And, and you know, you mentioned being done with school pretty soon. Um, I'm really curious uh, what your future plans are with your art, but also, you know, sort of specifically with your tree planting art. Like, do you, do you want to continue doing more um, sort of like, uh, I don't know the art technical term for it really, but yeah, where you're sort of doing like a collection of pieces, I guess would be the right word that are like tree planting related? Um, are you going to mainly be focusing on that? Are you, is your art still open to other avenues? Yeah, like I'm curious, um, you know, with the future of your art, what you're looking to do. As of right now, I think as long as I'm in tree, the tree planting sphere, I would love to continue to make work about it. I think there's so many things to discover within tree planting. Like right now, I feel I'm on the approach to more of an education platform. Um, but moving forward, I, I'm not sure. Like, I think just so many things to tackle, so many things to look into, and it excites me. As an artist, I think it's just so different from my everyday life that it, it really makes me want to make work. Um, and I think just being an artist in general, like, I'm very open to my art practice changing and evolving into other topics, but definitely right now, I think I will continue. Do you have anything in particular that you're really excited to capture with your art this season? So this season, like I spent a, like in the previous season, I took a lot of time to capture small moments within the land, like these little moments of beauty or um, like certain mushrooms that I was coming across or bugs or just life in general. And when I, I spent this previous, um, the end part of 2019 in Florence, Italy, and I took these images that I found and really concentrated on the detail within them and wanted to kind of restore that beauty to these images that I'm finding. Um, and I think that work is going to continue in this next year as I go back into the woods and just continue to evolve as an artist. And I want to collect more maps and see what I can make with them as well. 
Cool. Um, I'm curious too. Yeah, you mentioned this a few times. Your semester abroad in Italy. Um, I'm wondering if any of your, you know, whether they were fellow students or professors you were working with, or even maybe just friends you made there. Uh, you know, Europeans who were looking at your art. You know, I'm curious if you like what kind of reactions you had to any of your art that they may have seen or been exposed to that was from tree planting, and you know what they what they thought about it if they were if they were curious or anything. I found they're mostly confused. It's so many, so many people. I, and I think even before I went into this, I didn't really know that all this existed. And it's like you start talking about it, and there's like a lingo within tree planters, and and you know, and they're like, well, what is that? Like, what is a cut block? What is a slash pile? And then it's like you know, starting from square one, with like always having to explain it. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were. I found people are really interested. They're. Like, why would you want to spend three to four months living in the middle of nowhere and you sleep in a tent? Like, people are just very shocked by, I think, the overall experience of it. And I think it also makes art unique, too, that this comes from um, a personal experience and something that I've lived. And so it brings up questions for others when observing it. Awesome. Well, yeah, it's definitely artists like yourself and other people who are out there creating art for tree planting you know that that all helps for the exposure and the curiosity of other people and hopefully people listening here today learning more about what tree planting is and and what our our tight-knit community is like um so lastly uh i like to ask this from everyone uh who's a tree planter who's been a tree planter uh, just to wrap up is what is one piece of advice you would give anyone who is considering going tree planting or will be going tree planting for their first time this year? I would say, I have two things. I would say there are, you can never bring enough socks. <laughs> because, so bring as many socks as possible. And I'd also say it's more of a mental training than it is a physical training um, as a rookie. Like it's so much of it is, strength to push on and that determination to plant the trees it's it's really hard is like when i was first put into camp like there are people who are very physically fit and can't handle the workload and end up leaving so it's it is more that mental training to do it yeah i totally agree and i've i've seen the same things myself so uh yeah well thank you so much bethany for for coming on here and it's been great to hear a little bit more about you and especially about your art. And um, yeah, it would be cool if, you know, we get a call out to, yeah, get you a ton of block mats. Um, Cause that, that, <laughs> I, I'd be really curious to see, yeah, what you would do with that. And yeah, I'm definitely curious to, to keep following your art. Um, and yeah, I hope that you have fantastic season this year. Hopefully it's not full of too many fires and <laughs> And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll be keeping in touch and we'll definitely be on the lookout for more of your art. So thank you so much. And thank you, Erin. I really am excited for this podcast and all the work that you're doing. So it's wonderful. And thanks for having me on. Yeah, thank you. All right. Talk to you later. Bye.